Not good! Stop! Not good! What are you doing? You burned all the food, the shade, the rum! Yes, the rum is gone. Why is the rum gone? One, because it is a vile drink that turns even the most respectable men into complete scoundrels. Two, that signal is over a thousand feet high. The entire Royal Navy is out looking for me. Do you really think that there is even the slightest chance that they won't see it? Why is the rum gone? everybody and welcome to Generation Lost, the show about movies with me and usually Jeremy Hammond. But today, uh, as you know, he is on vacation for his baby. And today we have a guest, uh, Molly. Hi. Hello. Ooh, hello. I, w- I wish I were on vacation with my baby. <laughs> yeah. Jer- Jeremy had a baby um, all by himself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and has been on podternity leave, uh, for all of December and some of January. I think this will be the last, um, paternity episode that we do. Um, so thank you so much for filling in Molly O'Brien from, and introducing the show about music, a books about music. Yes. indeed. <laughs> yes. Which is a great show and you should all listen to it. Yes, please do. We we're we're trying to we're trying to link and build in in 2021. <laughs> yeah, I love to see it. <laughs> um so how have you been? What what have you been up to? Oh boy. Um just finding new ways of being inside and outside um <laughs> every day. Like, you know, yeah. you know what it reminds me of? Like th- just this whole liminal uh pandemic experience is like the cliche of like the housewife, right? Was basically if you didn't like work, oh. you were like always like redecorating, like they <laughs> or like changing the curtains, right? Or just like being like, I got a new curtain or like I like put up a new like lamp. And I feel like I kind of understand that now because like I learned to bake a cake yeah like this when the space is the home I guess I'm just feeling very trad these days (laughs) yeah or you that's the best case scenario the worst case scenario is you just start picking at the wallpaper and deciding that there's a cage inside there's a little bit of that too (laughs) I'm not gonna lie there's been some some kind of manic uh uh um like tidying and puttering that I'm not proud of but here we are absolutely Absolutely. Have you have you read the hours? Um, you know, I saw the movie. I never read the hours. I it's funny because I when I was in high school, I watched the movie and I really hated it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like it very much. And then when I was older, I read the book. And I mean, I don't know even if it's like cool or cringe or how people perceive the book, mm-hmm. but I fucking loved the book so much. Um, some of the best writing. Uh, I've I've read in a long time. No kidding. Um, and uh, but the middle story about the '50s housewife who like makes a cake and has a lesbian affair yes. is is was boring in the movie, but is really good in the book. Oh damn! This is a and hot I, tip. Yeah, and I haven't uh, wa- rewatched the movie since. But oh I wow! I saw it in high school, and I I think I was like pretty pretty neutral. I was just like, yeah, <laughs> just, you know, yeah. 
I felt kind of pandered to uh, slightly <laughs> of just like there's this and they still do it sometimes with just like the same theme over and over of just like women like what are they what are they capable of <laughs> what are they like what are what they are like <laughs> what do they want to do do you want to do this they like, hold mysteries <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, there's, there's layers to them they're complicated it's, did a, I assume a man directed the movie right uh, I don't remember. Yeah. A man wrote the book. Yeah. Um, and that's why I was so surprised that it was good. It's kind of like, did yeah. you ever read, um, did you ever read She's Lost Control? Oh, the, the Wally Lamb book? Yeah. That was at my house. My mom, bless her, she was very, um, she, she bought the, she bought into the, the thing and like bought the Oprah's book club the Oprah book. book. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Read them. And like, that's fine. Like that, she didn't have time. She had like so many children, but like mm-hmm. they, we would always <laughs> in those times, like a book would kind of like sh- sort of ghostly presence appear in our house. And I, re- that was one of them. This is, she's lost yeah. control, but I never read it. That one, it's insane that a guy wrote that book. It's really crazy. Um, But that's how I felt about that one, too. Sometimes Um, they get it and it's like, whoa, what are what what frequency are you tapped into? (laughs) Yeah. What's what's up with you? (laughs) (laughs) What's what's wrong with you that you understand women? (laughs) Weird. (laughs) Yeah. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, uh, not not a book show. This show. it's a movie show, so or whatever we decide is a movie this week. Uh, so, what have you been watching? What have I been watching this week? Um, I had a great watching time last night. Uh, a kind of, in retrospect, uh, reasonable pairing, which is that Chris. It's uh, my my. <laughs> And introducing podcast co-host uh, Chris Wade slash my husband Chris Wade. It's his birthday mm-hmm. weekend. His birthday is on uh, the the 18th, and so yeah, therefore oh. I gave him the you know he he gets to decide the foods to eat and the media's to watch. And he was like, "We got to watch Dune. It's time to watch Dune." So we watched uh, <laughs> uh, David Lynch's Dune. David Lynch's Dune. Um, and it was awesome like definitely a lot <laughs> have you uh, have you seen it have you talked so, about it on this pod no actually we've talked about dune the remake and we've talked about the story which me and jeremy are both not dune heads okay um but actually i think i talked about this with kath kath krieger uh-huh. um and we also had no idea what was going on so please fill me in oh my I don't god even, I don't even think I, I think I watched this movie in high school and okay. it just like flowed through me and I don't remember it at all I want to watch it it's wild I I would say I liked it more than I didn't I think the biggest weakness <laughs> is the like they really you know you read like the odyssey when like half of the odyssey is just them explaining like who people are and like who their dad was and then you're like well, uh-huh. what did he do and then there's like a couple sentences about how he like you know sailed a boat and like did a thing and like that was a little doony where it was just like here's a guy and like here's his name and like here's his people and like here's why he like wears this like outfit and like they, it got bogged down in that and then okay, like, the, the movie cool the like and again chris read the book and he uh so he has now a special understanding of the original tech <laughs> yeah. I and so i was constantly asking him like wait who are the like who's this guy again and i kept getting one of the names of one of the like house families in it wrong um like right. 
can't remember. I, was, I think it's like Harkonnens, and I was like, it's the Hadoukens. Um, <laughs> I but, always think of I love Maconan when yeah, I think of the Harkonnens. That's another one I said. I like it, the the name didn't get in my head. It's like a very like name. I don't know how else to describe it. Is like they they really are concerned with you knowing like everybody's name versus like sometimes I'm just like a guy can just be a guy and like you know whose side he's on, but like you don't need to know <laughs> yeah, like, his whole deal. It's the fat guy who gives a shit. Yeah, exactly. It's the guy with like weird like boils all over his face. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I feel like Dune for me, or I've tried to read Dune once and I, I have not. But Dune for me is like learning like Middle Eastern history. Like yeah. listening. Remember, <laughs> did you listen to Blowback? No, I did not. You didn't? Oh, no, uh, I really great. should. It's good. Um, But that is very much like there's so many names and you're just like wait who's <laughs> who's yeah. that guy yeah. um all of these people with strange names and I, I i feel like dune is kind of like that and one guy is just named paul <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing well and he has like a zillion names like he starts as paul and then he ends up as Mu- muadib and but his name no. is also a way to like kill people like he's got this like <laughs> sort of battle strategy that involves using your like voice and sound frequencies to kill people which is what? cool like that's super cool <laughs> but I, he has like five names it's oh, wild no. yeah <laughs> besides already gotta have a zillion names you you can't just like (laughs) pick one which is paul which is so funny yeah what is his name paul something oh yeah honestly shout out to you for even like remembering this stuff i'm I'm, I'm so proud of you (laughs) but the thing that everyone like i'm if you've seen the you know the remake that is had not seen the remake but seen the the hollow blue around the remake is that you know you got the desert planet and you've got the giant worm like that seems to be like the thing that everyone is like really freaking out about is like how are they going to make this worm with the modern day cgi which i now Mm -hmm. i'm curious about the worm in the in the david lynch movie is interesting looking but definitely has a sort of uh kindergarten like arts and crafts feel to it (laughs) what does it look like it's a it looks like it's almost made of like plaster or like clay or something like i really don't know how they shot it i should honestly look Uh. it up get a sense of the movie magic but it's just a big it's a big worm and it it opens at the end and kind of looks like a like an orchid or a flower or something almost and then it has a lot of a lot of teeth on the inside (laughs) it's It's wild i mean i feel like he's sort of done weird effects like that like even in eraser head he had like weird claymation uh like um what do you call paper mache like worms and shit yeah which is effective like sometimes it's cool to see something that's literally made of a material rather than you know it's not like they really had the technology in 1984 to do anything <laughs> other than that they were still at uh-huh. the shapes like have you seen tron oh yeah the, the like many, how many computer times. graphics like at that time was basically just like all right we've got these shapes so like whatever you want to make from these shapes <laughs> like go crazy but we have like a square, a circle, and a triangle. Yeah, you can cut them up and you can put them together. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of, like that's kind of cool. I don't know. That's very like visceral in a way. Just like everything is geometry. Yeah, I don't know. it looks crazy. I mean, that movie is amazing. Tron. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, the, so, the original Tron. Love that shit. I did not I see the remake it. though. I liked the remake. Okay, it was like. 
I was sort of annoyed at some of it, but I thought it was pretty fun. It's, there was definitely cool parts. Did the, the, the soundtrack is incredible. Mm, yeah. Did, did the remake of Tron, was that like a 3D? Was that them trying to do like a 3D thing or no? I always forget like which which movies got like swept up in that in that vibe. Oh, oh, you mean like like wear glasses or whatever? Yeah, like the theater experience. Oh, I don't remember. Or like 4DX. Shit. Have you ever gone to a 4DX movie? <laughs> What's 4DX? Oh my God. This is one of the things that the pandemic has taken from us and I want it back. <laughs> this is what they've taken from this us. Is what they've taken. The time and money and, and this. No, the I, I've only seen one 4DX movie and, and it was um Aquaman. And 4DX is oh, like a special wow. theater that they have built out. So there's, I think, only a couple of them in, in New York, for example. And your chair moves it, in accordance with the motion oh. on the screen. And then you <laughs> often get sprayed with like water. That's another D. I, I guess the four, you know, three dimensions and the fourth dimension is like water and smell. <laughs> <laughs> and like motion of your own body so you as feel like we all know <laughs> it's like and you know we we definitely we had an edible before to like really get get Hell on the yeah. wave and i just i was literally laughing the entire t- i was like giggling like a child because you would right. just get jostled around in your seat it was like this so fun roller coaster ride <laughs> And then at one point in Aquaman, they like go to some Italian, beautiful, like seaside Italian city. And as yeah. the like zoom in on it, there was a scent sprayed in the air that smelled like <laughs> like salt and like kind of like garlic, low key. It, like, as, as, like, this is what like a Mediterranean seaside town is supposed to smell like. And it was amazing. That's so crazy. That, I don't know if we, we don't know well. if there's enough sensory experience there. Besides motion, <laughs> it would all just smell like a computer. Just right, like smell like a weird metallic and plastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, we we just talked about well, uh, we just released the episode uh, that we talked about Aquaman, which that movie is so crazy. <laughs> it's a wild movie. I'm it's, I'm all about it. It's a big wet movie. <laughs> it is absolutely a big wet movie. Um, <laughs> it's a movie that doesn't care about anything but being awesome. Yes, and I love yes, it. it's it's so epic, but like you know, without even just like the the scenes that don't matter as much, where like Jason Momoa is hanging out in Maine with like a bunch of fishermen drinking like ninety <laughs> beers, that rocks. That's fun. Yeah. My favorite part is the lobster, the lobster <laughs> king, <laughs> who is very cute and <laughs> is is trying to be a hero and stand up to the fascist. Yes. Yes. Oh man, it's so good. Oh wow. Oh man. And like Willem Dafoe as like the like the guy who like trains Aquaman to be like good at being Aquaman. Uh-huh. And I he's lo- like de-aged for some reason. Yeah. We need to make you a little smoother. Just like a little yeah. like softer and smoother because you're yeah. you're um the lighthouse face is like not gonna cut it for this movie. <laughs> you're a little old. Yeah. Um, thank you though. <laughs> I do wonder how those conversations go in the in the spirit of movie making. Like at I one know. point do they sit Willem down and they're like, FYI, like you you are an ancient like being and we need to just like smooth you out and plump you up <laughs> like do you get to uh, yeah. do you get to say anything 
or I like, feel like no, they just use your image because you signed the contract. Oh man, I just wonder, you know, because like the tradition of when women get upset sometimes after they're on a, a a magazine cover and they're like, I didn't authorize that much Photoshop to be used, and the, it's yeah. like the whole statement. <laughs> I just wonder if that has ever happened in movies where someone's like, it's not fair. Like I I, I love my natural face. What did they do to it? <laughs> I feel like especially now like everyone's being de-aged for no reason for no reason it's horrifying I get I you know talking about what what you're watching this week I had like an existential like crisis because I got sucked into TikTok do you watch TikToks? oh yeah I love TikToks. oh right you're the one who I saw on Twitter that you posted that thing of the the um the sea shanties uh, uh, the uh, person who was like, don't take a picture with monster <laughs> energy because it's stealing my culture. <laughs> You're appropriating oh, yeah. monster energy <laughs> culture. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit. That person said that their pronouns are black emoji heart slash black emoji heart. Yeah. Very, ins- very strange people on TikTok. Uh, very, very interesting. <laughs> I want, like, I need to get right now. My my algorithm is all fucked up on TikTok because I still like they they like kind of nailed me where they're like, you want to watch some good looking dancing people? I'm like, no, I don't. No, I don't. Like, show me yes, something I do. Else. And they're like, oh, but I keep watching it. Like, you don't want to watch this like a uh, person doing their makeup in this crazy way. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I do. But I need I need to get on the alt TikTok that is like those people that are like scene kids now right like that yeah, seems oh yeah to be the yeah anyway. it's really strange I, I've I actually went down a rabbit hole with that girl um because they have like a couple different channels and like they were you know some people were saying that it was a joke but then it like didn't really seem to be a joke like it was like yeah. oh I'm joking but also I'm totally serious <laughs> it right. was uh very strange Oh no! But I, I like getting a window into the kinds of psychosis that you know the culture is breeding in the in our children. It is um, interesting. And TikTok is very good for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I'm trying to remember the first time where I felt um, that like I I was completely out of the youth culture. But like, if TikTok didn't signify it, it definitely like has solidified it. <laughs> that I'm just like, oh, I'm not. I'm not young anymore because you go through your 20s, especially in New York, and you can just be like, yeah, I don't know. I'm I I'm working with like mostly older people and like I see older people all around me. I'm still young. Right. And now I'm like I'm 31. I'm just like I I literally don't have any life and experience in common with these like goth TikTokers who are talking about <laughs> monster energy. But like that might have been me if I was born 10 years later. I have no idea. <laughs> Well, that was definitely my vibe in high school. (laughs) Oh, oh, sure. Yeah, for sure. Smoking way too many cigarettes in a Waffle House and just being tweaked out of my mind on caffeine is absolutely (laughs) my vibe in high school. But I do remember that when I was in high school, I heard about the concept of other kin. Oh, my goodness. And and I remember it being so laughable and stupid and just ruthlessly bullying people on 4chan and like aim chat <laughs> who would like say that they were other kin and, yeah. you know, just like make fun of them. Um, Cause I was mostly a something awful person. Like I liked to hang out in the, in the something awful forums and yeah. we would just ruthlessly make fun of everybody. Cause that was how it was. So I feel like I could never be, 
I would I would always be the one laughing at it, uh, yeah. <laughs> even if I was young. Um, you would have, yeah, you would have been like, actually, the, the, this still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would be much more of a doomer or something, or like one of those like uh, just kind of above it all people. I mean, I yeah. was very snobby. Sure, sure. I I'm trying to one of the most to me like kind of. I don't want to say fully disturbing, but definitely uh, uh, alarming things about like youth, like alt TikTok culture is that it's so <laughs> fucking didactic. Like it's always people just being like, this is what this means. Like remember a while back, yeah. like, someone went uh, viral on TikTok or on Twitter via TikTok for se- gatekeeping like punk music and like talking about like what punk music was. Oh, and saying that they were a punk scholar and they had like oh, academically yeah. studied punk. That was the thing. <laughs> and like people freaked out. And I was just like, honestly, maybe good for you because when I was a teenager, I was personally so insecure about like my taste and my knowledge of stuff. Like I felt so um, mm. just like not like I, I was I was super aware that there were just like people who knew a lot more about me th- about certain things. I never felt like an expert. And then the way right. that these certain people on TikTok have to present themselves is just not people who like music or like are into a scene, but like are an expert on it and then are like teaching other people. And I find that so incredibly corny that I'm just like, you're just and then, and then but I'm just am I just being old man yells at cloud right now or I'm just like, have some humility. <laughs> you minor <laughs> like, I don't th- I don't think so because I think it's like a little bit uh it's it's uh it's because culture turned politics into subculture conversation because mm-hmm. I remember like having conversations about like who was seen and who yep. was emo when I was a kid but it was just like you were dicking around and talking about stuff while getting high or whatever yep. um and now all of politics and and anything that matters has just turned into like who's in and out of culture mm-hmm. um, that it kind of became an Ouroboros where the snake is eating itself and just being like, actually, whether you are punk or emo is is an incredibly important subcultural <laughs> thing that yeah. defines whether you're like moral goodness in politics. Yes. <laughs> uh, which is insane and stupid and bad. And I don't think anyone should tolerate. (laughs) Great. Yeah. There's, I don't know. It's just something about the, the idea that you can't just like, like something is that you have to be like a content creator about it. That I feel like is one of the the, like darkest things that like internet culture has passed down to now people who are like, you know, 16 or 18 or whatever is that you can't just like, like things in peace. Like it has to be part of your like personal brand. And I know that that's apparently a difference between like millennials and Gen Z's like millennials are obsessed with like curating a brand, but it's the same old (laughs) shit. The way you, the, if existing, online is a performance what i'm noticing from this younger group is that they they're performing like expertise or like you know having the last word when yeah like when i was a teenager like these were conversations had in a denny's (laughs) like it's (laughs) yeah we didn't didn't, okay well now that we talked about it it's time for me to make a minute-long video saying like why the ramones are good or bad 
Yeah, so I can get some sort of like personal clout on a on a on an ocean of people trying to like one up each other on how authentically uh, it, uh, it's basically just people trying to prove they're not a poser with like statistics, right? <laughs> and you used to do that like amongst yourselves, like in your friend group, and now you do it for strangers. Like it's it's one right. thing when it's literally the people you like see every day, but now that I guess people are basically living online. The validation has to come from someone other than like that cool guy who's kind of weird, though, who's like three years older, who still goes to like the all ages shows and like, <laughs> yeah, get, like a few cigarettes, you know, that guy. Absolutely. <laughs> that guy. And, <laughs> and, but every but that guy ha- now has like a trillion followers. And it's right. like it's all just high school politics, but all risen to the level of actual politics. Yeah. Oh man, it's frightening. So ma- it's maybe I do just like it when the kids dance. <laughs> no thoughts, yeah. head empty, just just vibing to the music. Maybe that's yeah, part of my thing. Yeah, that's I like that too. Speaking there's, there's, of, oh, yeah, uh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> speaking of vibing, uh, the thing I watched this this week uh, was um, uh, it's a movie called Lovers Rock. Okay. Um, it just came out is kind of a movie and kind of a TV show. It's a TV show. It's a mini series from the BBC. All of them are directed by Steve McQueen, who cool. directed um, 12 Years a Slave, uh, Shame, Hunger, Widows. Um, and he directed five new kind of short movies. Some of them are long movies um, for this series called Small Acts. Okay. Um, which is uh, something Bob Marley said, which is like, if you are the big tree, we are the small axe. Um, And it's all about West Indian people, like uh, Jamaican uh, people living in Britain in the like 70s, basically like really late 60s, early, early 80s, like mostly the 70s and like all of the political stuff that was going on at the time. And the cool. first movie is a really long movie about the Mangrove Nine, uh which is like this whole political thing about like racism from cops in um in Britain. But the second movie is called Lovers Rock and it's the one I watched. Mm-hmm. And it's um just this movie, it's 1 hour and 10 minutes long, very short. Great but it's just a, a movie. <laughs> Yeah, very tight. Tight 70. Yeah. More, <laughs> um, more movies should be 70 minutes. Yeah. Uh it's great. And it um is about these two women who are like kind of kids, um, young women who go to a dub, like reggae party, like it's a house party. Um mm-hmm. and that's it. And it 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 almost feels like um um, a documentary or something or a mumblecore movie uh-huh. uh just about going to a party um where everything feels you know it's sort of like a really serious very artistically done can't hardly wait oh wow <laughs> uh, um it's just about jamaican british people um and she the whole story is she just like goes to this party and she meets this guy and then a bunch of stuff happens at the party and then they leave the party together and then it's the next morning. And that's like the whole story. But the, the, um, it really made me miss, like, it just made me feel so nostalgic for being around people mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And going to a house party. And, you know, it doesn't, 
it almost feels longer than it is because it's sort of meandering, but it's so gorgeous. Yeah. It's so gorgeously shot. And it's like all of the conversations are so incredibly written, um, even though they're like sort of nonchalantly acted. Um, that it, oh, I, I just really liked this movie. It was, it was, it's hard to describe because of how much it's, it seems like it's more about trying to be an experience a documentary almost like just recreating what it would have been like to see them playing like these big reverby dub machines, you know, and like play yeah. reggae music, like when it was new and when it was like important. Yeah. Um, fantastic. That sounds amazing. Uh, it sounds like a vibes <laughs> movie. Oh, it's absolutely a vibes movie. <laughs> uh, I'm like and more I mean, and more into the older I get. I'm like, I just, I don't want plot. I just want vibes. What's a, what's another vibe movie? Uh, I would argue that Marie Antoinette, uh, Sofia Coppola's Marie Antoinette Ooh. is a vibes movie. Different vibes, okay. but I think, you know, <laughs> just sort of a, just sort of a, a 18th century French vibes. Absolutely. I, I <laughs> New can't remember vibes. that movie because I was so drunk when I watched it. Um, I don't think you would remember it if you're, you're sober. There's really not much of a plot other than like Marie Antoinette just like spends a bunch of money and then like has some babies and then they're like, France is so fucked. And they're like, oh no. And that's the movie. <laughs> Do they kill her at the end? They, they don't kill her on the screen. It's, it's represented by, um, she like takes a carriage away from Versailles to go back to Paris, which like not smart Marie, but, uh, they show her like beautiful chandelier at Versailles and it's like, they like chopped it off and it's like broken all over the floor. And that's supposed to represent what happened to her. Which is they killed her. They killed her. They got her. <laughs> she got owned. Anyway, that's a great <laughs> vibes movie, especially with just like the the visuals and the music. Uh, good, yeah. Very good vibes. And I was, wa so this movie was like, I was watching it and it was just like, you know, they're in the sort of like big living room dancing. Mm -hmm. And like, that's a lot of the movie, to be honest. Like, it's like an or orangey low lights, like one of the the guy who's controlling like one of the selectors is uh -huh. like has a has an actual light bulb like wrapped around his like neck and like uh -huh. it's all this orange light and they're just like everyone's just having a great time and slow dancing and like that's kind of just the movie for a while and I kept being like oh wow we're really hanging out with these people <laughs> they're not really saying much um and being like and I wasn't sure if I was because I, I never really got bored. I like kept expecting to get bored that like nothing else was happening. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't very boring. It was very interesting. And uh, then like it would be broken up where like her friend gets annoyed that the guy she is she's flirting with um, like is kind of a dick. And then she like is getting really into the guy she's flirting with Um and then her friend leaves as she's in the bathroom, like she's in the bathroom and there's a huge long line down the stairs for the bathroom. And she finally gets in the bathroom and then she sees her friend like walking down the street and she's like, Patty, <laughs> come back. And then she like quickly runs outside and then like uh, can't find her. And then there's like a kind of a weird white, there's like some white people outside. And then like one of the big bouncer guys is like protects her. And then she goes back inside and it's just like that's the movie. It's just like stuff happens, and then and then it's like this really beautiful kind of love story as they like meet for the first time. Um, her and Franklin, the sort of main guy, uh -huh. and uh, and then they just like hook up and uh, you know smoke weed together, and it's the morning, and then that's it. That sounds 
so great. I would like to it's, watch this. You got to watch it. It's so cute. And uh, I think the rest of the movies in this series are uh, much more serious and political about mm-hmm. like, you know, the racism. These Because because the whole thing is like under the under the sort of assumption of like the reason these house parties became a thing was because if these West Indian kids like went to a club, they were like going to get in fights. And like, there was a lot of racism at the time, mm-hmm. not that there isn't now, but like at the time it was intense. And so they were, had these house parties. So it's like, but instead of really focusing on any of that, it's sort of like just what it would have been like to be there. And it's great. And I can't wow. recommend it enough. That sounds awesome. You know what it kind of sounds like? the what? movie climax if like nothing had like gone wrong <laughs> just like a uh, like, wh- just like a party like ha- people hanging out dancing not getting dosed no maybe yeah yes <laughs> i didn't see that one did they all take acid or like oh yeah it's it's amazing it's it's not a spoiler to say that it's like a it's like a dance troupe um having kind of like an after party after rehearsing and someone spikes the punch and then it just like descends into madness but it is that is a vibes movie too just in a completely different (laughs) way it's a it's a bad vibes movie (laughs) and the thing about this movie was is that like i've seen a lot of like quote-unquote mumblecore movies Mm -hmm. and what happens with that is like it's trying to be a vibes movie, but like they don't have any vibes and all of them are boring and it's not written. And so they're just like sort of rambling and nothing really happens. But this feels like there's only one other Mumblecore movie that I think achieves what Lover's Rock does, which is Cold Weather uh, by Aaron Katz. But that's sort of a whole nother thing. Um, <laughs> but it's like the the dialogue is treated really with like respect and uh like framed well but then the rest of the movie is all vibes so yeah um, yeah it works really well that's great anyway you need some structure for some vibes exactly i agree (laughs) anyway uh speaking of vibes (laughs) um, vibes. this week we watched uh for this episode pirates of the caribbean Curse of the Black Pearl, yeah! a 2003 movie <laughs> directed by Gore Verbinski, starring Johnny Depp, Orlando Bloom, Kira Knightley, Jeffrey Rush, uh, Jonathan Price, I think his name. Yeah. Um, and wow, what a what a movie! Um, <laughs> uh, I hadn't seen this movie since I was very young. Um, and you I don't watch very... Pirates of the Caribbean every like once a year when you're so hungover that you can't get off the couch, Bryn? <laughs> Is that what you do? <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. So let me let's recap the story real quick. Um Pirates of the Caribbean is a movie about I guess it's about Jack Sparrow, but it kind of starts with Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley. Um a meeting as kids and then she's like the daughter of some governor guy from the East India Trading Company and she's you know basically ruling class yeah and Orlando Bloom is a blacksmith who secretly loves her and she is his also best friend but they you know it's a sort of will they won't they kind of thing uh Jack Sparrow comes into their life after his ship sink and introduces he's trying to get his ship the Black Pearl back um he they think he attacks Kira Knightley. Um, what's her name again? 
Oh God, Elizabeth Swan. Elizabeth Swan. Elizabeth. Elizabeth he, he he thinks he <laughs> he thinks he uh, they they think he attacked Elizabeth, so they try to hold him and put him in jail. Um, but uh, the wait, what happens? The pirates take. Oh yeah, the pirates. Oh, yeah, come. the pirates come in and like br- break him out, like fuck up the town because they right. they're on because- mission. They, Elizabeth has a piece of gold that they need. Yeah. Um, and then William, uh, they take Elizabeth and then William is like, Jackie, I know you can help. And Jack is like, I can help. And he breaks Jack out of prison so that they can go save Elizabeth from the pirates who are cursed by the gold that they have. So they took this backstory is they took a bunch of gold from this Aztec ruin Mm -hmm. and then they spent it and they you know they used all their booty but that gold was cursed and it turned them into the living dead very spooky very supernatural now they're skeletons and they (laughs) want and they're like that this sucks i hate this so much um they want to get all the gold back and put it back and then they need the blood of william for some reason um they think it's elizabeth who is the uh the heir of bootstrap bill but it's not it's william and so through a bunch of hijinks and (laughs) trying to you know one-up each other and 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 con each other um jack sparrow and william uh go get kira knightley and they basically uh fight against this asshole guy who it's god the the movie is a little bit convoluted but the storytelling is really kind of tight too because you never really get confused even though it's a lot of like moving parts um yes and then so the 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 royal i guess com what is it comet uh commander commodore Commodore. he's an asshole who wants to marry kira knightley um and so they'd want to defeat him and let um william and elizabeth get together so at the end of the movie uh they cure the pirates of their of their curse, but that's not necessarily good because they basically all get arrested. Jack gets his boat back. Um, William and Elizabeth get to be together and they're like, fuck you. I don't want to be in the ruling class anymore. I don't want to marry the commander. I want to fuck Orlando Bloom and I want to hang out with Jack Sparrow and I want to be a pirate. And that is the end of the movie. Um, So yeah. uh, What did you think about it this time? (laughs) Yeah, so I mean my I'm I'm very curious to hear your thoughts about um seeing it after having not seen it so long because I I do feel like I have seen this movie a bunch um and saw it when it came out in theaters. And, I did too. Uh specifically my my pirate story is like when I was I don't know what it came out in like 2003 so I'd have been like maybe like 12 years old wandering around the mall with my friends, just like trying to kill time. And this guy came up to us in the mall and was like, do you want to do like a consumer survey <gasps> thing? Really? And I was like, uh, hell yeah. Like, let's go. And so they like took us in this. I love the bathroom. consumer survey thing. I had never gotten one before. And then of course we were like, Oh my God, <laughs> is this guy like trying to, you know, kidnap us? Kill and, like, <laughs> are we in danger? <laughs> yeah. Like, are we going to get like stuffed in a van? But yeah, we, we like went to this room and they showed us the trailer for Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Curse of the Black Pearl. And they were like, would you ever see this? And I was like, no. And they were like, really? <laughs> like, like, there's nothing about this that is interests you? And I was like, no, this looks like a movie for boys. It looks like an action movie. 
And then like it came out maybe, I don't know, six months later or something. And I did end up seeing it and loving it and having a huge crush on Orlando Bloom, like massive, oh, massive yeah. crush, which was then solidified once I got into Lord of the Rings. Because I watched Pirates of the Caribbean before Lord of the Rings, weirdly. I don't know. Uh, it did. And- oh, right. It came out before. I don't know. Wait, Lord of the Rings was like 2001, 2003, and this was 2003? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I, I came you're, in you're right. right at the tail end of Lord of the Rings. Like, I saw the return of, of the king in theaters and had to catch up. Anyway, this is all to say that, like, <laughs> they must have changed something in, like, the, the trailer or, like, the approach to make it more appealing to, like, teen girls because right. like there is romance in it and i feel like that maybe didn't come across in the trailer is that like it's a big it's a big wet action movie but it is kind of also <laughs> like a crush worthy like romantic swooning thing and that's what i like w- was vibing on at the time and now i watch it as an adult i'm just like i just think this like looks fucking cool it's a good plot like it's super entertaining it's a it's mm-hmm. a whole lot it's a vibe it's a it's Absolutely. a very vibe <laughs> Wait, what, uh, is, what is your impression after seeing it after so long? Well, okay. So my thing was, you know, I remember I was sort of a movie. I'm a little bit older than you. Uh, so I was 17, 16 when this movie came out. Uh-huh. Um, and I remember when it came out being like, this is going to be so stupid because yeah. they had, they had been on this kick and I had been like reading movie news, you know? So I like was kind of a nerd about it. And I knew that they were like trying to make more movies out of rides and they had already done uh mission to Mars and they had done, which was a flop. They had already done country bears, oh, which right. was a huge flop. Yes. Um, and everyone hated and then they were doing this and I was like, well, that this is going to be so stupid. Obviously, yeah. how could it be good? Right. Um, but I ended up seeing it in the theaters after lots of really good reviews and just really being surprised and kind of, I, I mean, honestly, fairly blown away, mostly by Johnny Depp's performance, who was yes. the, the, you know, my crush of, of this movie, <laughs> even though he's like dirty and weird, but like he's the goth he's a goth pirate that's um, the elevated <laughs> choice Bryn. like i i had i went in the easy i had like the normie crush of like orlando bloom being like so cute the little mustache but like the real the, the real heads would have wanted to fuck Johnny Depp. right uh and well he is also like it was funny because i was reading the wikipedia before this episode and like they were really worried about this movie michael eisner tried to kill it multiple times for lots of reasons mostly because pirates movies hadn't been popular or like had always been uh big box office flops like the last pirate movie was like cutthroat island which was like one of the worst flops in history uh-huh. um, and rob roy was also a big flop uh in the 90s and there hadn't really been a, a big pirate movie since like the 50s or something that's and, wild um, i did not realize that because it was like it just like kind of stopped being a thing for a long time no one cared um so michael eisner was like pirate movies suck they don't work (laughs) they'll never work uh johnny depp is a like a niche character actor like he wasn't really thought of as like a a big name before this movie he was like the guy who was in fear and loathing and what's eating gilbert grape and you know he was a Ed, uh, Edward Scissorhands. He's yeah. the Tim Burton goth alt guy, you know? So yeah. 
him being in a huge blockbuster movie, people thought it was going to be a disaster. And so, you know, obviously he puts in a legendary performance, you know, it's up there with like Heath Ledger in terms of like culture defining uh, performances with the Joker mm-hmm. um, and does an incredible job. But then the script is so fun and well-written yep. um, in that it's the rare four-way love triangle <laughs> <laughs> yeah. where Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley love each other clearly. You want to see them together. But then the Commodore is like, well, I deserve her because I'm the huge asshole. And that's like the normal love triangle right? Um, where he's like a big dick and you don't want her. And she's like sort of just manipulating him to get what she wants to be with William anyway. But then Jack Sparrow being like a weird fourth wheel in it where like the one scene they have in the island or yep. they're getting drunk on rum and you're like, are they going to fuck? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and kind of want them to. Um, that's, a, that's a really interesting little twist there because she's like so into his sort of like personal freedom. Like I do whatever I want sort of thing because it's so different from her life. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sort of, the clever thing about the movie is that they don't let that happen, but let it inform like what William and Elizabeth want for their relationship. Yes. Um, and then, um, so yeah, I, that's, I mean, I think everyone who's seen the movie knows why it was good when we were kids. Cause it's a huge spooky, like, you know, fun action movie with romance and it's like made to be loved by all yeah. um, great score, great CGI, good acting, you know. Um, but what was so surprising to me uh, was how little it really had to say about 2003, but mm. at the same time, how much of a time capsule it was mm-hmm. because this movie felt like, I don't know, like this movie made like the pirate thing happen. Like, I don't think there was like people talking about pirates versus ninjas on Reddit before Uh this movie. You know what I mean? Like everyone wanted to be a pirate after this. And it kind of became this weird, like this weird coded way of being like, I don't care about rules. (laughs) You know, like like, I'm a a libertarian. (laughs) Or are they anarchists? It's confusing. Yeah, well, it's sort of like you can sort of go either way because they have a code, right? Like they're not like they're 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 criminals with honor. It was sort yeah. of like a very American version of like why samurai uh, or whatever. I think that's one of the big nuggets of this movie that doesn't really get talked about. A lot of why people really liked it is because it has this weird little nugget of like anti-establishment, like fuck your fuck your dad and also fuck the state and like laws shouldn't apply to you (laughs) and you should do what you think is morally correct um and base that off of like what is important at in the in context the colonists the colonizers felt kind of like colonizers in it like they weren't yeah they were the lames and the squares (laughs) and they were like bringing like harsh 
you know, uh, you got Elizabeth in the fucking uh, Caribbean. It's probably like 92 degrees out and they've got her in the corset. Like, that's <laughs> not fun. <laughs> and they so like they, you know, they're coming to the Caribbean, especially, you know, you go to the island of Tortuga. Everyone is partying and having a blast, getting fucked up on rum and getting in fights like that. <laughs> that is the, the, the spirit of the island. And then these people come in with their uptight British colonial ways like they they, yeah. they sucked and you knew that in the movie and what it was also really interesting how uh the movie takes place uh like all of the colonizers parts takes place in Jamaica uh-huh and I hadn't even really understood that when I was a kid like I knew it was some sort of like I thought they were in some kind of England or something but uh-huh. like there's little there's little hints where they're just like oh yeah we fucking took over Jamaica yeah <laughs> and like yeah. all the black kids in like the off like slightly off screen are like it's interesting that they put that in the movie because they didn't have to but yes. it's like really explicit of like we are occupying uh a nation that is clearly not ours and it's not like a long long time ago it's like the 1800s right um right and i thought that was you know it's not it's not something that they comment on it's not something that is really like a part of the movie really but it's it's color well i think one thing that is really good about the movie is how fleshed out the world feels Mm -hmm. and i think that's one of my problems with you know, pirate movies or like generally action fantasy movies in general is that like nothing feels lived in. Like, I mean, one of the biggest things I don't like about Lord of the Rings is that like, it's all just like stuffy politicians talking about fascism or whatever. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But this movie is a movie where it's like, we do what we like and what we like to do is have fun. And like, yes, there's lots of scenes where it's about hanging out with your friends and, you know, hanging out with the guys and drinking and dancing and like just this is why you're being a pirate like that yes. that that's what it you know it's not just about the robbing <laughs> it's like right. what you do after they don't show the robbing really the only robbing that they show <laughs> is them like stealing ships in order to continue having fun with their friends <laughs> Right. Like they are pirates, but they're just they're they're like the pirates are the friends we made along the way, which I love. <laughs> yeah, like it's, not, it's not even about like the acquisition of material goods. Like they they're almost like subsistence farming, but like piracy. They're just like we just need to like steal enough rum to like have some fun. It's not like we're gonna like <laughs> this or whatever. What what was the yeah? Word? They're not going around. They're not going to places where other people are and taking their resources. They're like taking. I mean, they're framed. Obviously, this is not exactly how pirates worked in real life, but the the narrative of the movie shows you that, like, all we're doing is taking back shit that you've stolen from other people. Like, right. like the occupiers are clearly taking the resources of Jamaica. <laughs> so why right. why do they deserve that any more than we do? Um, right. And yeah, the you pirates did, you are literally are, not working for it either. <laughs> You're making other people work for it. Right. And the pirates are the the sort of like multicultural, like accepting of the weird kids kind of, you know, crew, um, which is which is also interesting because this feels like one of the first big like uh, girl power movies. Yes. Um, I think like Charlie's Angels had come out before this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But this was sort of like the the beginning of the new millennium, sort of like we're going to do 
a yes queen stuff yeah um and it's cheesy here um in one spot where she's like uh try wearing a corset or whatever yeah. uh there's a there's a shot where somebody is like she's like does a one-liner where she's fighting a pirate and she's like do you like pain or something and then there's like a real intense zoom into her face and she says try wearing a corset and then like and it's like you're supposed to cheer or something and that part feels like it was like a nugget or like a a a a seed that like ruined the rest of culture that (laughs) of like but it's interesting also because zoe's zoe saldana is in this movie which i had completely forgotten me too um and she is uh, a woman who goes on Jack's ship because he borrowed her old ship and then sank it. Right. Um, and she's like going back to get a new ship. Um, so she's going and, and she's sort of set up to be one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. And I think possibly was supposed to be a love interest for Jack in the next movie. Yeah. But it turned out that she just like, hated filming it because of of how like the conditions on set were so hot and um like uncomfortable and so she was just like i don't want to come back even though they asked her shit wow so she got to Um, go uh do a do an avatar due to she did uh, it (laughs) that's all green screen due to being free yeah she's she's like i would prefer to act in air conditioning please honestly respect i i have she's like i'm going to act in air conditioning and i'm only going to be uh either like i'm just going to be blue or green for the rest of my roles <laughs> oh yeah because she's guardians of the galaxy too yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like, I she I, Taylor, I, we have to shoot like somewhere out like outside of la like i need to like be in driving distance in my house and uh i'll just be blue or green <laughs> yeah because they were shooting in the fucking like actual caribbean i think um it's pretty pretty rough and and what's funny about this is they made three ships um like the 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 all of the ship action stuff looks insane because yes. they're really on boats and they're yes. in like uh it's it's shocking honestly to watch now cuz it looks like it it seems strange that they actually did it you the, know? the thing i wanted to bring up is that when it was maybe like three quarters of the way through watching it the most recent time when I think like Will Turner goes he has to like climb a mast or something and like like there's just so much like height and dimension and all of the action sequences and I was like holy shit this is the opposite of what I call maybe other people have called it before is like the air air plane hangar movie which is just all these oh, yeah. like fucking marvel movies like the climactic scene is always in an airplane hangar or just like a blank space and there's just the only interesting thing that happens or it happened a little bit in uh in wonder woman 1984 that uh <laughs> that atrocity that i watched on christmas day uh of just like the only thing that happens that's interesting in these action scenes is like just two people kind of like going at it in air or like in space oh just, yeah like, yeah jumping at each other like they're you know uh, i don't i don't even know but like just like dragon uh, balls being like 
yes like yes like it's like a kid holding two action figures and then smashing their heads together literally (laughs) literally that is what it looks like and then like parts of the caribbean you have like real boat shit and just like so much interest and like visual interest and it feels so like different and cool to actually have like a set to interact with in action sequences versus just now it's like you know one one side is representing like america and the other side is representing like not america and they're just crashing (laughs) together in midair and that's that's supposed to be a movie and then people you know screen grab those frames and put them on twitter and they're like actually marvel filmmaking marvel cinematography is incredible yeah, and everyone it's like sitting one there being like, oh, shot actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like gray blurs. Um, yeah, uh. absolute trash that shit. But this movie is the opposite of that in that it looks waterlogged and wooden and dangerous. Yes. Um, and I I have to say, there's probably too much action in this movie. The movie feels a little bit long. Yes. Um. Because they're just like, and I, and I personally think that they sort of corrected this in the second movie mm-hmm. where they were like, we're not making, we're not actually making a pirate movie. We're making a movie about cool goth guy, uh, Jack Sparrow and weird aliens <laughs> that happen to be on the water. Yes. Um, and, and that, I think that movie is even a better movie. Uh, I haven't watched it in a long, long time, but I remember liking it a lot. Um, and I think it, I think what they really understood was that what's fun about the movie is not, you know, it is really entertaining. And I think it, it gets, uh, points for having great action sequences. Like, even though I think there's too many, um, by the end, I was like crazy. (laughs) Pack it up. We need more fighting the skeletons. (laughs) Yeah. We've fought Um, enough skeletons. Like move on uh we get they but they to their credit they do literally every single variation of like what would it be like to fight a skeleton yes, <laughs> like putting an explosive in their ribs <laughs> <laughs> yeah put a grenade in the ribs or put the sword in the two bones on your arm and twist that around like yep. every every concept that you wouldn't be able to do with a real person is explored yes <laughs> um, yes cut off their hand and then their hand starts scrabbling around like a little crab yeah they uh, have it all cut their head off take their <laughs> eyes out or, yeah, yeah it's um it's 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 impressive and <laughs> they they do a good job of it it is a little bit i think um it's a little bit bloated in that sense i think they were just throwing a lot of shit at the wall um mm-hmm. and hoping cause there's a lot of swashbuckling too from the very beginning jack and will fight uh in his like you know blacksmith lab or whatever yes and that's all like fun but a little long yeah <laughs> it's like all right let's let's keep it moving um yeah. and i think they definitely uh do away with that in the second movie i think i remember there's a long scene with like a big rolling wheel um, yep yes there is island but it's so fun that you don't feel like it's too long. Yes, um, they are. And in that too, they're exploring every possible angle of what is it like to fight in a huge rolling wheel? <laughs> what would it be like? What are all those what, physical what if- possibilities? <laughs> what, would be, what would it be like? That's <laughs> the <laughs> You know what? I um, watched it and I'm like, yep, I, I see it. I understand it. I personally would prefer not to fight in a big rolling wheel. <laughs> I I'm don't think learned. I need to be doing that. 
That's um, not on my bucket list <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they, I think they really nailed instead of just throwing action at the wall, really sort of having the characters sort of be more fleshed out people, uh, who you can sort of kind of get a handle on and care about even Orlando Bloom, who doesn't really have much to do except be chivalrous and want to fuck Kira Knightley. So charming. <laughs> He's so charming and, and nice. Um, and yeah, seems like a, nice a, very, a very upstanding boy who is reacting very reasonably to the insane shit that's happening around him, <laughs> which is just like blank faced and, and like, what the fuck? Yep. <laughs> But, so uh, that, yeah, so that happened. <laughs> well, right, that was exactly. crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how his face is the whole time. He's just like, okay, uh, <laughs> I guess that's possible. Yeah, um, it's very similar <laughs> to to Legolas in, in that way. Just like, yeah, not not really like questioning his surroundings, but just being like, all right, well, now what do I got to do? I got to fight this right. guy now. All right, I'll fight this guy. I yeah, just, I and I feel wanna... like. My beloved. Let's <laughs> get a little smooches in this movie. And I think <laughs> I think that Orlando Bloom sort of felt like, well, I'm not gonna be doing I'm not trying to outact Johnny Depp here. Yeah. Like he let, let, let me just let me just be attractive and you know, do all the sword stuff and we'll be good. Yeah. He he knew to not. He's like, all right, there's there's a star of this movie and it's not it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> and Kira Knightley also does a really great job, uh, who, you know, is a much better actress than Natalie Portman, I think. Mm. Um, and hot, I think hot, hot take. <laughs> <laughs> well, I only compare them because she got her start just basically because she looked exactly like Natalie Portman uh, <laughs> to George Lucas. Substitute um, Natalie. Yeah, she's the she's the Queen Amidala who. Um, is supposed to be Natalie Portman in that in in episode one, but it turns out she's a really great actress. Um, and I think I think Natalie is gets more hate than she deserves, but I think Kira Knightley is also really underutilized, underrated um, for sure. Yeah, and I think she does a really good job as like a real person who wants a lo- wants things, you know, yes. like and does a lot of tricks and does a lot of scams. Honestly, she feels more like a uh, a pirate in the making than Orlando Bloom. Oh yeah, for sure. No, she's she's someone who like looks like she could basically just kind of get by on like her her incredibly pointy like aristocratic chin, and then yeah. but she like <laughs> she goes further. Like she she's sweating for it, which I definitely appreciate. Yeah. So I think it's an interesting movie that like. <sighs> I don't know, really sort of captured people's imaginations at the time of like, we don't have to behave in any particular way. And wouldn't it be nice if we could all sort of just take what we needed and like be friends with everybody and say, fuck you to the stuffy assholes who are in power. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's a weird movie because that's like not a cohesive political ideology or anything, but I think, I don't think people give it I don't think people pay attention to the fact that that particular message at the time in 2003 right after you know 2 years after 911 and like during the Iraq war mm-hmm. um 
I think really resonated with people. And I think, and I think that lots of people who cringily became pirates and like, you know, sort of did Renaissance fair, like level, like wearing boots and, and bandanas on their head. Like yep. it started this whole thing that like literally was a cultural movement that has been completely memory hold. Like, yeah, no, yes. nobody wants to remember that every single person had a friend who like had a, a, a like a pirate flag bandana in their room or something. Yeah, it became part of the um the hot topic imagery pantheon. Like I'm Absolutely. pretty sure they sold Pirates of the Caribbean stuff there. Like it was in that it I I wonder I don't I don't know what the standard is. You know, now in hot topic still exists, right? Yes, but <laughs> like, it's flame and it it's it like if you look at a hot topic, it, it looks exactly no, no, it like looks exactly like a uh, Pacific Sunwear or or um, oh no, that's awful. Like a wet seal. Are they it doesn't selling look like cute dresses? Oh, that's a huge bummer. That used to be it's like yeah, you used bummer. to be able to get your like corsets there. But like, yeah, I know. Of the Caribbean is that same vibe of like it's not all shows and not all movies that get into the hot topic zone, but like uh the like. Suicide Squad and I feel like Rick and Rick and Morty <laughs> must be like a, a, a hot topic property. Yeah, just probably. Like not, you know, of just being like slightly like a little off, a little crazy. A little like, not irreverent. Like the, not like the other guys or girls, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little a little crazy, a little different. Yeah, a little nutty. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a little nutty with it. <laughs> um, yeah, and but I think it was so weird how you know, I, nobody examined that, you know, yeah. it was just like a bunch of kids want to be pirates now. Don't worry about that. It didn't happen. It It's not happening now. Um, but I think that uh, I think that a lot of people got pirate pilled for a good reason. And I think a lot of those I, I wonder what a lot of those people are like now, because I would imagine my guess is most of them listen to my other show. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the nerds who were sort of you know, attracted to a sort of like anarchist version of like, what if we all just try to kill the ruling class and steal all their shit? Like are probably smoking weed and listening to, you know, leftist podcasts now. I think that's accurate. We got, we got to pull these people <laughs> out of the woodwork because I feel like we're honestly just getting to the point on in, in the discourse where like Lord of the Rings fandom is like totally accepted. Like, good Lord, over this Christmas holiday, everyone was watching Lord of the Rings and tweeting about it. And I just need that for Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> because I know yes. that people are out there and I'd, I'd like to bring them out, draw them out with a, you know, a, a special cursed coin. Perhaps, <laughs> so we all have to. Yeah. To to find together, yeah. We need we need all the pirates, all the pirate pilled people to come together and take back what's rightfully ours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like this. This is a Disney movie. Like I I don't you know I don't mean to be Obviously, that guy, but like yeah. they don't make Disney movies like this anymore. Period. Like Disney no. movies are now all of like a very very specific uh like. Uh, framework and structure and like this i have to say was like a little chaotic so mm -hmm. I, I want that i want that to come back this feels like the last movie that disney was able to make sort of like under the nose of themselves like they were yes. funding this movie like jerry bruckheimer produced this movie yes. um and that guy seems like sort of the last kind of guy like that where he was just like we're gonna make something because it's cool 
Yes. And it doesn't matter if it costs a gazillion dollars. I'm going to make you a bunch of money. Don't worry about what it is about or what it says or what it appeals to in culture. Like, I'll yeah. worry about that. And yeah. Michael Eisner at the time was like, I don't want this. I'm afraid. And I think I'm going to shut it down like multiple times. <laughs> and yes. Jerry Bruckheimer was like, Shh, stop. Don't worry about it. I got it. I got it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he got the fucking guy who directed Mouse Hunt. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, the Mexican, um, yeah. I don't know. And then later went on to do the ring or had done the ring. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. um, weird director, but did weird a fantastic director. job. Yeah. Um, and I think have it's you a seen, have you seen Rango Gore Verbinski's Rango? By the <laughs> I chance? have seen Rango also with Johnny Depp. We just watched that recently as well. Um, on the, on the night of the coup, actually, was uh, yeah. we were just like you know. You know, I say I say the coup in in quotes, but like it's just like okay, yeah. what's a real no thought head empty like uh get stoned movie? And it's like let's watch Rango, <laughs> another Johnny yeah. Depp performance. They yeah, really we should come back and uh, talk about that movie sometime. <laughs> I would I would love to come back and talk about Rango. <laughs> I was I, getting Rango pill. That's the ultimate. That's the biggest yeah. <laughs> uh, a galaxy brain of them all. The biggest, like a thousand IQ move. Once you once you reach uh, true Rango Rangotization, like that's like basically Nirvana. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah, a, a total zen state. You can see in every direction. <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you so much molly we uh do you recommend the pirates of the caribbean curse of the black pearl i recommend it wholeheartedly especially if you're feeling a little under the weather after maybe partying the night before it is a, a great bit just just a little bit too much uh, rum unless too you much have a rum. little too much rum too much rum too much grog <laughs> and you just need to yeah. like vibe out on the couch yeah mm -hmm absolutely yes uh especially if you're young uh this movie was almost 20 years ago and if you are you know 20 years old uh, and you were a baby when this movie came out um definitely check it out i think it's uh a lot of fun if you haven't seen this movie before i think it um i, I think if you if you like keith ledger's performance in the dark knight like there's at least three really solid movies where you should watch Johnny Depp. If it's, if not just to see Johnny Depp do one of the most fun performances um, and make being really dirty and smelly, very sexy. Um, so <laughs> check it out. It's a fun movie. <laughs> I like it. Anyway, thanks Molly for coming on. This has been generation loss. Uh, what, what would you like to plug? Oh boy. Um, I'll plug a, a, a couple of podcasts. I obviously co-host and introducing that can be found, um, uh, soundcloud.com slash and dash intro dash pod. It's really confusing for me to say that all on my own because Chris and I have a bit at the end of and introducing where we kind of like go back and forth. So I literally do not know the URL of my own <laughs> podcast. That's confusing. You can also search and introducing wherever fine podcast can be found we also have a secondary podcast called infinite cast where i am reading david foster wallace's infinite jest to chris <laughs> on on mic and then we talk about it it's a deranged uh postmodern book club there seems to be like a couple hundred people on the journey with us which is like totally insane we're we're wow. flipping the script no more infinite jest bros we're we're reclaiming that to the feminine <laughs> Uh, we're, it, we're, it's going to be infinite just bitches from here on out. So yeah, if you're reading infinite just is a feminine trait. It's a feminine <laughs> trait. It's, it's a female dirtbag trait. We're taking it yeah. back. 
mm-hmm. yeah, that's that. Those are those are my plugs. Yeah, if you've read Infinite Jess and Gravity's Rainbow, you're a lady now. You're you're um, a woman. What can I say? <laughs> um, okay, great. That's uh, I can't wait to listen to that. I didn't. I don't even know if I knew you. Uh, you were doing that. We're keeping how many? Low-key. How many chapters are you in? Um, like we how, have how made episodes? it. We're on page. We're we don't read that much per episode. We're on like episode twenty, uh, and we're on like page one hundred and fifty. So this is a literally this is going to be like a two and a half year podcast project. <laughs> like, the good uh, news yeah. is what when you're married to your co-host, like that's just what you sign up for. That's just yeah, you're locked in the baby. room. <laughs> <laughs> that's monogamy, baby. All right, uh, you can listen to my other show, BP Pilates. Um, you can listen to Jeremy's other show, Ballin' Out Super. He gets a plug because he's the actual host. Uh, he's also doing YouTube under Jeremy Hammond, or no, Jeremy Thunder. Excuse me. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Kinematography. You can follow him at Jeremy Thunder. You can follow Mary at or Molly at Molly Mary O'Brien. Uh, um, no, at, at Miss Molly, Molly Mary. I have a shitty <laughs> at. I don't know if I'm ever going to change it. I, d- I got that that handle Molly when I was like fucking 19. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Follow Molly at Miss Molly Mary. Um, and uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash generation loss. And we will see you in the Discord. So the groupie show is love Motherfucking nice man, I'm the top gunner Heater on blast, I'm the number one stunner Watch your girl, cause I ain't your Mr. Nice Guy More like the meet you, take you home and fuck you twice yeah, guy. Yeah. All dressed up with nowhere to run I know I'll make you feel crazy Now the back to the good part Yeah, come on. Captain Jack, what? Johnny Depp. No. From the front to the back, say we count stacks. Come on. David Jones, nope. Giant Squid. Oh. Michael Bolton, we're really gonna need you to focus up. Roger that, let me try with another film. Wait. Life is a box of chocolates, and my name is Forrest Gump. Not better. Though I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, I give Jenny all my love. Roaches wanna play rough. Okay, I'm reloading. You complete me! Yeah.